0: Welcome to Foster Career Experience, a podcast featuring interviews with people who've had experience with the foster care system about their lives, their career journeys, and their stories of navigating the workplace. We all bring unique histories with us in our jobs and by understanding each other's experiences, we can make the workplace better for everyone. Today's episode features April, a millennial who works in social services. April was the first in her family to go to college. Without
1: anybody telling
0: me, you know, I knew that's what I wanted to do.
1: I knew that I wanted to be educated. I think God himself (laughs) made that possible because it was never right. Because when I first started, I, I didn't have a kid. Then I ended up dropping out. Then I got pregnant. And then I had my son, and we were by ourselves for a while, and then I met my husband, and then I started having kids. And <laughs> so I am <laughs> three kids for him, and so i just like, you either do or die, like, you're either going to go or you're not. You can't keep making excuses, because life is going to keep happening. So go.
0: April graduated with her associate's degree in two years. Her goal was to graduate in a year and a half, but she had to take a few semesters off. Within the time span of a year, April lost her cousin, who was like a brother to her. And she lost her home, which was damaged in a tropical storm. And all of this happened during the pandemic, while she was working full time, going to school full time, parenting her children, and being a partner to her spouse.
1: Even with my cousin, I was so sad. I've never experienced stuff like that close to me before. And that was like, the grief was heavy. Nobody ever talks about death. We don't don't know how to process death because they needed me too. And I didn't want anybody to need me at that time. But I had to because they didn't ask to be here. So I had to. To do that. I had to still take care of them. When I graduated, it was weird. It was so surreal because I was like, how did I even get to this point? It was weird. It was odd. I was just like, because I, yeah, it wasn't me. It wasn't even on my strength. I wish I could take the credit, but I can't. When I was little, my mommy would bring this to church, but it was like, I didn't understand it. But when we were you um they took us away and I remember talking and praying and begging God to go home. Begging. Um but it never happened, but I never lost faith. But when I grew up and I looked back and it was just like I had no choice but to be removed because if we would have stayed there, it would have been way worse. So I feel like I took that into an account, account that, like, he cared for me so much that although I didn't understand, he removed me from it. And to be honest with you, like um, my, my cousins, because like, my, my, my mother had, it was nine children. And they grew up, it was very bad. And they didn't know how to parent. They weren't taught those things. And my cousins, they should have been removed, but they weren't. They had to endure a lot. And the cousin that passed away, he was like, you were lucky. Even though you weren't around us, but you were lucky. You had a chance.
0: April was placed in foster care the summer before sixth grade. She went to live with an elderly woman who was extremely strict. April felt like she wasn't allowed to do anything.
1: She tried to shelter me so bad it was terrible because by the time I got to my freshman year, I was like all over the place. I was wild. I wanted to do things, you know? And so my mother's rights, they were terminated. And so they ended up getting adopted, which the family wanted me to, but I was just, I was so scared. I didn't want to leave what I've established. I didn't want to go. And oh, I guess not so bad now that I think about it. I should have went with my sister and brother. But I didn't and I stayed uh, because it was familiar to me and I don't really like change.
0: Eventually April wound up leaving anyway. In the ninth grade she moved to a group home because of problems in her foster home. In the group home April felt like the other girls were like sisters to her.
1: You know, we fought, and we loved each other, and, I mean, we took care of each other.
0: She didn't feel like she was lacking anything there, except for maybe blood relatives. She stayed in the group home until she was 17, and then she signed herself out of care.
1: I wanted to be, I wanted to be normal, Like, I wanted to be able to go places and do things and things like that. It was never, I just wanted to be a normal teenager. I feel that um, I made a mistake. I was immature and not really realizing what I had done. Um, I think I would have, if I would have stayed in Foster care and aged out. I would have been more equipped with the essentials that I need to be a young adult, and I may have. I would have probably school. I would have been down with school, and just wanting to be around family. That just made me want to make a decision to to jump out there. And my mom, she didn't have much when I lived and so it was hard it was hard but i finally i've always had a good work ethic i always knew that i would have to take care of myself you know
0: and so i you know i found my way april always figured things out she finished school she got good jobs that she felt like she shouldn't have gotten she worked her way up within organizations now april works at a mental health clinic where she helps people apply for social services, such as disability and SNAP benefits. Unfortunately, the process can be very confusing, and people often have to wait a long time to receive services. April takes pride in being honest and doing the right thing, and she works hard to let people know what they can expect and how long it might take.
1: And a lot of people want to know, you know, they want to know what's the process, how long this is going to be. You know, it's not, it's, I'm not sugarcoating anything. They have to wait a long time, especially if they're disabled. And, you know, there are certain guidelines that, that won't get you awarded, or there are certain guidelines that you have to meet to get awarded, and you may not have those particular, you know, issues going on. And when that happens, then we have to fight, and then... A uh, three- to four-month process turns to a year by the time we get to a hearing and speak to a judge. And that means that whole time the person doesn't have any insurance, no money, nothing. You know, I really love my job. The clients, just listening to their stories, being able to relate
0: with, to them, being empathetic. April also enjoys the people that she works with. She describes her supervisor as very smart, helpful, helpful. And not obnoxious. April feels like her supervisor trusts her and has confidence in April's ability to do her job well, which feels really good. And April has good relationships with her coworkers too. It's corny, but it's like family. I
1: think because everybody is so open and honest with each other. Um, everybody has the same agenda to help. So that's why I think, you know,
0: we vibe. <laughs> April met one of her closest friends at work, the person she can call for anything. April's friend just finished her bachelor's degree and moved to a different department, but they still talk every day, either early in the morning before work or in the evening. This fall, April took her first classes for her bachelor's degree. She took 12 course hours while working full time. Thankfully, she's been able to do some of her schoolwork after she's finished meeting with clients at her job. I
1: want to be finished with school before my oldest son graduates, and he graduates in 2025.
0: So I don't want to steal his thunder, but I want my thunder as well. April's career and education are a top priority in her life because she wants to set an example for her children. When April graduated with her associate's degree, her eldest son, told all of his friends. My
1: oldest son, he was so excited to tell his friends. And they were like, oh, Miss April, congratulations. You know, it felt good. It felt good.
0: April plans to graduate with her bachelor's degree in 2024 and her master's degree in 2026.
1: This time around, it's me. I have, it's me that I'm driving for because I know people love me. I have people that care, but it's like I need to show myself.
0: But what does she want for the future? I don't ask for much.
1: I just want to be happy and healthy and we all stay tight knit. I want to be that family. I want to, I didn't get it that way, but I wanted to be with my children that way. I want to grow, raise them, and and see my grandchildren help with that. I want to do, I want all of that.
0: Thanks for listening to this episode. This podcast was created and hosted by me, Sam Heimbach, who is produced by Zachary Webb. Podcast art and website design are by Hanna Finvez of HMF Design. Music is from Soundstripe. This podcast was funded in part by the Batten Savoie Scholarship offered through the Human Dimensions of Organization's master's program at the University of Texas at Austin. You can learn more about this episode and others at fostercareerexperience.com. Thank you.